It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Taylor Heineke, after further review and in focus and a surprising stat compared to Carson Wentz that you might not have realized. Wait till you hear this one as well. Our finishing thoughts on the Sean Taylor Memorial installation. And what did a prominent ESPN analyst say about the crowd at FedEx Field? All of that to come right here, right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Come and join us. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody and Commanders fans, we welcome you aboard to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. We thank you for making us your first listen and view of the day. My co-host is David Harrison. He writes for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country. He is out on this particular episode. He'll return with Crossover Thursday, featuring Patricia Trena of Locked On Giants. Meanwhile, I am Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 and always live, free and on demand on the Odyssey app. You can hear the show live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time or anytime along with this show again on the Odyssey app. When we're not here or there, we're on Twitter. David is at DHarrison82. I'm at Russellmania621 and the show at LO Commanders. All right, so we begin with Taylor Heineke in focus and after further review, some I try and do on my solo episodes a little bit, like take something that is a big storyline and kind of go a little bit deeper. From Sunday's game on Taylor Heineke, now listen, the weather conditions weren't great. We all know that. I think we all understand that. Um, but with Heineke, 
you know, I, I he he started off great. There is no doubt about that. I think they caught the Atlanta Falcons a little bit with their pants around their ankles, for lack of a better term, because I didn't expect, I don't think anybody in the media expected, maybe the fans didn't expect, and maybe Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons players and coaches didn't expect Taylor Heineke in an off and on rain to come out throwing all over the yard, including a 27-yarder off a play action on the very first play of the game, a perfect strike to Terry McLaurin. And as well, a 17-yard strike to Diami Brown, which was a little bit overthrown maybe, but Diami made a really nice catch and adjustment. And then a perfect swing pass to the right flat to Brian Robinson. Uh, we kind of covered you know, a lot of this in our previous two episodes and really mostly our post-game Victory Monday episode, uh, which was live from FedEx Field. So if you want more, I'd highly suggest you go back there. Uh, but he was better in the first half overall than in the second. But which is to say that he was, I mean, he was good? It would be a stretch. I, I mean, he was okay. He wasn't terrible. Uh, he was really good on that first drive. And then there were a couple of other spots. He hit Antonio Gibson on a nice little wheel route. Um, uh, they had kind of like a cross slant action to it. Uh, Terry McLaurin on a boot rollout that I remember. He started, I think, five of five. But then came the inconsistency. Um, on the second drive of the game, after that first scoring drive, he had the near disaster forward flip pass. Uh, if you remember that they got a break on, I mean, that was barely a forward pass by a half yard, three quarters of a yard, barely. Otherwise that could have been a turnover. He also had the awful interception near the end of the first half, missing two wide open crossers right over the middle of the field. They could not have been more wide open and blowing a field goal potential attempt and opportunity from Joey Sly. Uh, in the third quarter, now, again, this is after halftime, of course, had a near should have been interception on that ball along the far sideline, which the corner, A.J. Terrell, jumped on third and 15. Now, that's the first problem, third and 15. Second problem is, is Taylor Heineke making that kind of throw, that kind of decision. We all know that's not probably Taylor's game, right? Um he also missed back in the first half. Taylor Heineke missed Terry McLaurin. He was wide open. Under pressure was Taylor, so I give him a little something-something there, as my friend Dr. Sabah pointed out uh, on Twitter, and she is the world's biggest Taylor Heineke fan. Um, he was flushed out to the right. He was under pressure. He eluded a sack. Carson Wentz probably would have been sacked, but he did miss Terry McLaurin wide open in the back corner of the end zone. And Ron Rivera kind of was frustrated about that. You, you could hear it in his voice uh, on Sunday and Monday as well. And he should have been because that was a missed opportunity. That's seven points that turns to three points. He also had a close touchdown pass that didn't count ultimately to John Bates in the first half. Now Bates did ultimately and later catch a touchdown pass, which was a lot of smoke and mirrors design, but it was a good throw. By Heineke. You got to give him credit. But Bates on this one came just out of bounds. Now, maybe that was the only spot Heineke could have thrown it, and it probably was. So I'm not going to kill him for it. But ultimately, and I think that was one or two plays before the McLaurin miss, ultimately, 
this team, what's holding them back is that red zone icing on the cake type execution. If they get one more touchdown instead of a field goal, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot, but four points for this team and with this defense is a lot. It makes a difference. If you go from 17 to 21 points or 21 points to 24 or 25 or whatever, or 22 to 27, whatever it is, that's a big deal. That's a big, big difference. That's a big difference. Let me give you a couple of other numbers on Taylor Heineke before I go too long here. Uh, I broke this down with my uh, help from my friends at Pro Football Reference. Taylor Heineke has thrown 34 passes off a of play action for 281 yards this year, or an 8.26 yards per attempt average. Now, obviously, you can't do that on every play, clearly, but they should do it more. They should do it more. He's clearly more successful there with a little, again, hold of the linebackers and maybe the safeties and maybe the corners and so on and so forth. Now, that is how. The commander started the game on Sunday. Again, play action, first play of the game, so you didn't need the running game to set up this play action. Uh, you normally do need it, but sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. 27-yard completion, beautiful pass, beautiful read to Terry McLaurin. Off of RPO plays, uh, again, this is pro football reference. Heineke has 21 passing attempts, uh, two runs, 207 passing yards, a 9.85 yards per attempt average. And again, two rushes for six yards, and then I think he was sacked on one. Again, 21 pass attempts off of RPO plays, averaging 9.85. Again, holding linebackers, giving them something to look at, causing hesitation. More of this, please, especially against a divisional opponent that you're going to see twice in the next three weeks and in back-to-back -back games sandwiched around a bye. One more thing on Heineke. According to fantasypros.com, Heineke has only 52 passing attempts that traveled 10-plus yards in the air or more. That's just one ahead of Baker Mayfield. It's all the way towards the bottom of the list. Uh, there were so many quarterbacks I couldn't count, but there was probably at least 26, 27, 28 quarterbacks somewhere in that range ahead of Heineke in this category. But one ahead of Baker Mayfield, who has played one more game than Heineke. Seven. Heineke's played six. Here's the interesting number. Carson Wentz has also played six games, as you might remember. They've split now six and six. Wentz has only 50 passing attempts, according to fantasypros.com, that have traveled 10 or more yards in the air. That's less than Taylor Heineke. Could you imagine that? I was blown away by that number, and maybe you are as well. Uh, one note on the Giants, and David will have more, obviously, in the Crossover Thursday edition with Patricia Trana. Uh, Aziz Olajari, uh, Ojolari, I should say, uh, the pass rusher from Georgia, Tony Jefferson, and guard Ben Brendison. Uh, or all have their uh, practice windows activated and could, could return for the Giants this Sunday. Now, as we found out with Chase Young, that doesn't always mean anything. Coming up, a prominent ESPN analyst had something nice to say about FedEx Field. We'll tell you who and what next, right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, guys, this episode of LOC is brought to you by Turo. 
Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Man, did I wish I had Turo available to me about two and a half years ago when I stood in a rental car line in Orlando International Airport at 2.30 in the morning for three hours. Boy, did I wish I had Turo. Don't make the same mistake back then that I did. Get yourself Turo. What's Turo? Well, we're going to tell you a little bit more. Uh, you can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget. You book an SUV or a minivan for a family road trip, a pickup truck for some errands, or even test drive an EV. Here's what the deal is. They're going to bring it to you in most cases, and you're going to get way more choices, way more choices. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and of course, exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars. Find your drive right now at Turo. That's T-U-R-O.com. Turo.com. All right, guys. Also, Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find Block Forever. Available as a bonus episode on Locked on NFL right now. We've been telling you about this all week. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro offensive lineman Ryan Khalil and Audible. He gives football fans an insider's look through the games, uh, through the eyes of the greats of the game uh, and the personalities that you love, like Christian McCaffrey, who talks about his love-hate relationship as a running back with fantasy Football new episodes of Block Forever will be recorded and released every week ahead of Thursday night football. Head over to Locked On NFL for a sneak peek of Block Forever or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcasts. Available everywhere now. Audible, get in the game. All right, I'm back here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen and a watch of the day. Again, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. For your second listen and view, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, if it's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So the prominent ESPN analyst that we were talking about uh, and uh, mentioning is Ryan Clark. Uh, a guy I covered for one year, his second tenure here. He was here previous to that. I was not around at that point. I didn't get to know Ryan very well. It was a very tough year. I think it was 2014, if memory serves me correct. I think it was Jay Gruden's first year. A very tough year. Um, so I didn't get to know him as well as others uh, did and, and and so on and so forth. So I, I don't have a great feel for Ryan Clark. I know he says a lot of things on ESPN, some things I like and some things I think he's kind of yeah, well, you know, uh, but here's one thing he said, and we put the video and the audio up courtesy of ESPN and our friend Olivia Garvey uh, at LO Commanders at LO Commanders on Twitter. Uh, but for the purposes of our show, I'm just going to read you what I quoted him as saying. And Clark on ESPN said, when talking about FedEx Field and he was there on Sunday for the Sean Taylor uh, tribute. Quote, the energy in that stadium is like college, almost a collegiate feel. There's a connection. I think it's because of the quarterback, but there's an identity. End quote. Now, we're used to so many people saying so many terrible things about the 
Washington fan base and FedEx field. I thought this was really positive, right? And it's hard for David and I, because we're indoors behind glass to truly sense and feel, but we can hear you guys. We can see the entire lower bowl. And I remarked on Twitter, and I think I mentioned it on the postgame show, that when Kendall Fuller comes up with that interception to help seal the game, it was the first time that I remember in a long time seeing the entire lower bowl of FedEx Field, almost the entire lower bowl, jumping in unison and enjoy. Normally you see 10, 15, 20,000, whatever it might be, visiting fans of the Eagles, the Cowboys. You're going to see it from the Giants in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, other po- the Packers, right? Other popular teams that have come in here. I don't know if the energy in the stadium, if I would compare it to a college atmosphere like Penn State or Michigan or Ohio State or um, LSU or, or Alabama or something like that, right? I don't know if I would go to where Ryan Clark went, but I respect and understand what he's coming from. What I would say is there is a pent-up joy. There is a pent-up release from the fan base that still goes to these games. And it's a shrinking fan base, obviously, and it has been for a while. There is a joy, a euphoria that is noticeable. And it's not just when huge plays happen like the Kendall Fuller interception. We're talking about throughout the game. Um, And sure, at times it can get quiet, what have you, but that's everywhere, right? So I get what Ryan Clark is saying, and I thought it was a really, really, really interesting point. I thought it was a really interesting point that he made the connection to a college feel. Again, if I said collegiate feel, I would probably more think, you know, of a uh, Northwestern or Maryland and, and bigger than that. But you, you get my point. I wouldn't compare it to Alabama or LSU or Death Valley and Clemson or, or Florida and, and the Swamp, right? I mean, that's not what we're talking about. But I thought it was a really interesting comparison. And he asked, is it because of the quarterback? And the answer for me is no. Sure, people like Taylor Heineke, but people, just as many people that like Taylor Heineke and believe in Taylor Heineke and will him to win in the Heineke Hive, I think criticize Taylor Heineke and worry about Taylor Heineke and hold their breath when it comes to Taylor Heineke. I know I do. I'm a mixture of both. Is it because of the identity that has been developed over the course of this season as a tough physical team, especially running the football with a good defense? That's what Ryan Clark kind of mentioned when he said identity. That is their identity. I want to say yes. I want to believe that's more than the Taylor Heineke component. What I don't know is this. How many fans are still waiting for sex appeal, for 28 points a game, for 31 points a game, for a Patrick Mahomes-like, Josh Allen-like, Tua Tungavailoa-like, wide open offense. Don't hold your breath. It's not anywhere close to happening. When Kendall Fuller uh, intercepted that pass, though, again, the crowd all around the lower bowl, which is what I can see from the press box, exploded in unison. There was very few Falcons fans there. However, that is problematic because 
there were very few fans there overall. Yes, it was Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, it was Thanksgiving Sunday. A lot of people on vacation, a lot of people visiting family coming back. It was raining, but 53,864 was the listed paid attendance, not the actual in-house attendance. That was the second lowest crowd of the year. Um, and, and that's a problem, right? I mean, it's also the second non-glamour opponent. Right? Jacksonville is not a glamour opponent either, but that was opening week. The Titans was the lowest, 51,836. This was higher than that, 53,864, but 5,000 lower than Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, 7,000 or so lower than the Green Bay Packers, uh, a full 11,000 lower than a week three sellout against the Philadelphia Eagles. So they were hurt by the fact that the visiting fans weren't there, but it also created a better atmosphere. And sometimes you're going to have to make that exchange uh, for however long you own this team, Dan Snyder uh, and Tanya Snyder and Jason Wright and everyone else associated with the Washington Commanders. Some final thoughts on the Sean Taylor Memorial installation. Some things that we didn't get to on the last episode of Locked On Commanders. But first, this episode, guys, is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. That's right. LinkedIn Jobs is your place to go. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager, and you want the best advantages that you can for your small business. You want to be 100% certain to have the best candidates and tools available. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to list your job and then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile so people know you're open for business. You attract those that are looking for a connection and a job. Then LinkedIn Jobs provides you simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on finding the right candidate with the right skills at the right time with the right experience so that you can quickly interview and hire who you want. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you. That's right, you. The small business owner, medium business owner, find people that you want to talk to faster, qualified candidates that you want to talk to and get them to you faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, wrapping up the Locked On Commanders podcast for this midweek edition. Again, David back for a crossover Thursday edition. So uh, David had a very heartfelt uh, sentiment, a uh, group of sentiments, I guess, thoughts uh, on the Sean Taylor Memorial Tribute and what it meant in his eyes and what he's been through as a Army vet who served our country and so on and so forth. Um and I, I, I wanted to give him as much time as I could to let it breathe and, and to let it stay. And I hope you guys really took the time to listen on the last episode. Um, and if not, go back and listen. It's in the very first uh, segment because it was really strong. Um, so I'm going to let those lie. 
Um, one thing that I've been thinking about, and I have not criticized the organization like everyone else has, but I've said, and I said on the episode, not a great look for the Washington Commanders. Not many things are, but this was not a good look, and there's no other way around that. Yes, the family seems to be happy. Yes, they tried to do something nice, and it completely blew up and backfired based on all of the criticism of the fans, the media, different outlets, TMZ, Deadspin, so on and so forth, all the talking TV shows. I mean, it's been all over the place. The biggest thing that I wanted to convey, the thing that drove me nuts the most, was the wiring rods that came and emanated from Sean's shoulders to his gloves. And then the wire rods, if you will, that came from the bottom of his uniform pants to the top of his football athletic socks. That bugged me the most. Like, you couldn't find a long sleeve under shirt to go under Sean's jersey to cover up the rods that went from basically here, if you're watching on YouTube, and you see where I am, basically the top of your bicep, all the way down to his gloves on his hands, you couldn't find something, a long sleeve shirt, a different type of mannequin or structure. That looked garish. It did not look good. You couldn't find something longer pants somehow. I don't care about the unmatching apparel lines. I, people are way too into fashion and all the different brands. I, I don't care. Um, I'll leave that for somebody else. I, I just don't care. Uh, my colleague at Odyssey DC and 106.7, the fan Grant Paulson, uh, suggested that the commanders could have done a Madame Tussauds wax-like recreation. I thought that was a really interesting idea. I had not thought about it until I heard him talk about it on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, probably would have been very costly. Maybe some people think part of the reason there was no statue was because it was costly. And the sale and so on and so forth. And maybe Dan Snyder truly does not have the liquid cash that people think he does because he's so leveraged out. That would have been interesting because one other thing that kind of bugs you as you look at it through the helmet and through the face mask, it's just an empty kind of dark space. There's nothing really there of Sean. Didn't look good. Uh, my partner on the radio, Pete Medhurst, said they should have just hung his jersey inside the glass enclosed structure. And I argued, hey, not a bad idea. I understand number 21, so on and so forth. Retired legend lore, all that. My only thing was is people would have then made fun of them for not having legs or arms or, or, or a helmet or what have you. Uh, my colleague J.P. Finley did point out something positive. He liked the fact that they didn't put commander's gear on Sean. Sean didn't play for the commanders. He's a the former team name. They put that helmet on Sean, that jersey on Sean. That was interesting. Um, you know, listen, we're all going to think differently. The organization gets no benefit of the doubt because they haven't earned it. They have no credibility. There's no buy-in factor. There's no benefit of the doubt. Everything that they do is screwed up to a large degree. I shouldn't say, let, let me pause. I shouldn't say everything. 
a lot of things that they do. And especially when it's come to Sean Taylor tributes. Will they get it right when they unveil the new mascot on January 1st for the Cleveland Browns? Will they get it right when my former broadcast colleague and partner, Sonny Jurgensen, Hall of Famer, comes back to FedEx Field for week 18 against the Dallas Cowboys? We don't have an exact date yet. January 7th or 8th. Will they? I, I don't know. I hope so. Because they sure, as you know what, didn't nail this the way they should have nailed it. And I don't know whose fault that is. I don't know if that's Dan and Tanya. I don't know if that's Jason Wright. I don't know if that's some marketing person. I have no idea. Nobody's talking from the organization. They're not issuing brash and bold statements. Uh, they're not really talking about it. Media has tried. We've tried. I've tried. They're just kind of letting it die down, which is probably the best thing for them to do. All right, that wraps up. This particular episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast, we want to thank you for making LOC your first listen and view of the day. Come on back for the next episode. Again, David, will have crossover Thursday as we get you set for a big road game at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford against the New York Giants. Both David and I will be on site at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. Meanwhile, check out the Lock On Sports Today podcast with our pal Peter Bukowski and friends. Uh, he has you covered on every game and sport that matters and all the big stories and inside scoop. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in, it's 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. That's going to do it for us today, Commanders fans. Thanks again for joining us. We're free and available on all platforms, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day for David Harrison covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation and Commander Country. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.